welcome back to Hall of Murphy, everyone. It's been a while, but we are back bigger, better than ever. Hey, John, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Joe? I'm doing all right. We're here to talk about everything DC, and we thought it's been, what, a year now since Zack Snyder's version of Justice League finally released, and uh, I'm late to the party, so it seemed like the perfect time to talk about it. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Um, I think you're a bit more wiser about, well, for everyone at home, as you know, the original Justice League was directed by Zack Snyder until a tragedy hit and Joss Whedon took over and gave us a very, uh, very uh, critically panned version of the film, which Frankenstein version of the movie, absolute Frankenstein version of the movie. But luckily with HBO Max and that new entryway, um, DC and Warner Brothers gave Zack Snyder the opportunity to pretty much bring his original vision to life as he did have what, like five and a half, five hours of footage that he filmed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he made a four hour version of that film. And it's, it's certainly a very different, like it's a lot of elements. So I'll just jump in from my perspective. Cause I, I knew about Zack Snyder, but the problem was, so this is also the crazy thing. There was no legal way of watching this film in Austria until three weeks ago <laughs> that's when it released on netflix and that's why it took me this long to get it because i you know it's a little hard to watch if you watch four hours on some illegal sites it'll kick you off so you know actually i shouldn't have said that out loud should i <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is so i i watched it on netflix and it's it's certainly interesting to revisit the film because a lot of the core elements are still technically there it's just a lot of a lot of heightened elements mm-hmm. as well, it's much but much more fleshed out and cyborg and flash are actual characters. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say from my experience, I I have to confess it didn't really change. Like I, I liked it, but it didn't change the fundamental issues I have with the story Mm -hmm. because a lot of the issues I had with the story were set up because of Batman v Superman. Yeah. The whole resurrecting Superman aspect was just such an element where I thought if you were planning on the justice league, and just because he's dead, is that really going to be the only reason why Darkseid is like, I'm not going close to Earth because of one Kryptonian? Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't know. It's like, I understand where it went. It's a, it's a great thematic way. Like the opening is incredible with the scream and that like echoing throughout the world. But at the same time, that was, like, um, that was one issue though. That a lot of people had a problem with the film is because uh, Darkseid, Uxus originally lands on Earth and yeah. BC something. But all they say is that, oh, he forgot where he left the mother boxes and what planet he was on. It's like, how? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, it's 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 a concept that I think would work, but it just doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work here. It's not, you know, he knows where he, he, how does he, how does he, how does he not remember where he left the mother boxes? I mean. It, at, at the same time, it's like he was there. So he must have planned the route. He flew there. Yeah. And so it's just all of a sudden he, if, if like they took away, like the new gods found a, a new place for Earth and hid it away. So that it shifted, and that's how the solar, you know, what we know as the these uh, our our solar system came to be. That would work, mm-hmm. but it was it nothing changed. It's just, you know, that that's just the weird aspect to me. It's like he didn't he got his ass beat too. And yeah. it's like, oh, he's menacing and he's threatening. It's like I I get what they're going. It's like he learned and he became stronger, but at the same time, it's like I've had such a hard time thinking. Well, he got his ass beat now, mm-hmm. um, by way more gods and it's like and he's scared of one kryptonian yeah <laughs> yeah dude took a hit from zeus 
Yeah, it, literally it, Zeus. That's why. So, um, I I do really I do really really like that scene. I think it's really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I do. I remember. I remember when we first saw the first trailer for that, revealing that people were like, "Oh my God, were those Thanagarians in the sky?" And no, no, they weren't. <laughs> um, and the one lantern shows up. Poor Yelanger. He shows up, gets murked like really fast. Yeah, he got. What it was a cool sequence though, especially with the mm-hmm. ring, and he's like trying to catch it. <laughs> Our only DCEU Green Lantern is Yelanger. He he's got dead. killed. <laughs> I also love the way it flew off his finger and like uh, zigzagged and just boom. Yeah. Out of, out of there. It so. was like that sequence, I think was something that really heightened the experience mm-hmm. because it was like, because we, we hear a lot about like the original era because they mm-hmm. also talk about this is the new era of heroes, but it's like, were the other heroes? <laughs> and I thought yeah. it was a setup for justice society at the time. But yeah. Then I, still think, was, I still think they can work it into that to be honest. Oh yeah, they could technically still do it, but mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's a different era. So it's like, I like the idea of like the, like the DCEU always having different eras of heroes. Like there's breaks in between the face off, and if like Justice Society also took on Dark Side and he got his ass whooped, it's like mm-hmm. this guy's not having a great track record. Yeah, this guy's this guy's not good. He is he's <laughs> ass. This guy's ass. <laughs> I know a lot of people is like, well, he wasn't Dark Side. He was what's his original name? Uxus. Uxus, yeah. It was like, but th- the problem is like the movie itself doesn't explain that. Like if he was still like, if he was in the similar shoes to like Steppenwolf, like he was doing it for someone else and he mm-hmm. was young and learning, that would be a different picture. But the film doesn't really convey that in any way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my, my only issue was, it's like, okay, the coming of Darkseid was like this big tease and it's a great concept to work around. And I definitely love Steppenwolf's design in this. Like that's that was like the big highlight. See, um, I didn't hate his first design. I just think the CGI needed to work. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I the thing is, I like it better than the first design because it feels mm-hmm. a bit more out there, more alien. Because the other one was like yeah. a dude with an organic looking suit. Mm-hmm. I will say though is that it did feel a little busy at times because his armor kept moving and adjusting. Yeah, at least it looked good. It didn't look like you know yeah. like shit. But uh, my 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 bigger issue is that I have with the first one too, is I I don't know. I also I don't like the way they change his face. He looks like a he looks like a, like a like a horse that got punched like 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 a cartoon and now it's like you know flat. I don't know. Or like a dog, he looks. Ha- he's kind of like a dog. I don't know. I like the f- I like the fir- <laughs> face of the first guy, f- the first yeah. one first. Well, the first one was a bit more humanoid. Yeah, and it allows more for more emotion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Though it's it's like the weird thing is about like with with the whole concept of dark side. Like Granny, you have you have Granny who's a human, and everyone else mm-hmm. is alien. And I and like seeing it, it's like I know it's in the comics, but if I was like a guy who had no clue about DC, I just see this yeah. one lady and going like, the hell is she doing there? Yeah, dude, that's one, that's one of my bigger problems with with his new gods. I hate how they look. Mm. Peace, like the only person who is yet who is peace and love. You know, I love I love what he was trying to do. I, honestly, I don't. I mean, I don't care if people come for me, but um, he made his <laughs> he made the new gods super boring. Like they looked they looked like big gray monsters, dude. And Jack Kirby did not like work his ass off to make like some of the most unique and like beautiful like you know artwork that, in all of comics. Yeah. And here. They've drained it out of that. And Taika Waititi is so far the only person who's ever, you know, correctly brought that to life. And Ava DuVernay wanted to do that. But yeah. of course, she's probably not going to get the chance to do that now. Such a shame, though. 
I yeah, really sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. It's just I. It's just it's they just don't look. Uh, they're, they're not the people like there was a whole argument about them people said the same thing about the eternals yeah the eternals look like i don't like the eternals looks either they look like shit to me peace and love i don't like what they did with all that but you know i, I, I like zach, zach i know jack kirby you know his stuff looked busy yeah but it looks busy in a good way you know there was color it popped they look unique and here they just they don't so the funny thing about eternals is, is that i do think taika waititi especially with the background designs the armor designs mm-hmm. that we saw was way more kirby-esque yeah. Um, and the thing is with Eternals is that I felt like it, it sounds brutal. I love the designs of the original because they are very unique, but those yeah. designs work better in context of that movie. Yeah. I do wish though that the deviants had a better or a bit more of a oh, unique design. Why were the deviants even there? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I, I do enjoy Eternals. I think it's a good yeah, movie. I didn't hate it. It's, I like I really I want to spend more time in the past, maybe, but sorry, go on. Yeah, no, no, I agree. The thing is, is that with Eternals is that I feel like it was I always call it an indie film disguised as a blockbuster film. Yeah. And I, I think but, that's also why it just didn't hit with audiences as much as others, especially with critics, because critics expect mm-hmm. an indie film or a blockbuster film. And yeah. It was kind of juggling both elements because it's more of a it's it's more of a film of themes than an actual blockbuster film. Yeah. And that got, kind of just worked against it. Though I will say, I, I kind of love the visual of the Eternal, com- uh, not the Eternal, the uh, the Celestial coming out of the planet. And that's just being a yeah. sister in the MCU. I do kind of adore that. Was that. Sick. that was amazing. I My thing with, and that's one thing that I feel like that further further proves, like I, I enjoy Eternals. Mm. And that's one, that's one thing I feel like DC really struggled with uh, in the beginning is that people don't like change. And DC yeah. was a change from Marvel to the mainstream what everybody loved. And people were hoping to go in and find a, you know, find a new new universe and new characters to root for, but they ended up not finding another MCU. They found something different and they didn't like that. So they uh, instead, you know, they rejected it. They still do. Yeah. The thing is with DC is that they technically embrace the model of having the multiverse as a more active part of their cinematic scape. Mm-hmm. And having like you know with the batman with joker and stuff like that um but the thing is is that their their mainline focus connectivity is just kind of suffering for it mm-hmm. and it's like they're trying to build something and that's what you have to give Zack snyder he did want to build up a mythology yeah because that's what he's good at that's oh what he loves his mythology um the, the <laughs> thing is though and this is this is the brutal honest in my opinion i think mm-hmm. you're with it or you're not and the problem yeah. is, if you're not, it falls flat in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that what bothered me, like, I love, I really enjoy Man of Steel. I think Man of Steel yeah. was the better of the three films. But Batman v Superman tried to push the Superman is a god element too far. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, it just, like, man, Superman is supposed to be, like, the most human of them all. Yeah. And, and the problem was, is, like, putting him into this, like, super beyond superhuman he was a literal god on this planet and the justice league film kind of made that aspect worse because they're all dependent on him being resurrected yeah and i'll be honest every one of them could have normally taken on steppenwolf in my opinion that's another problem i have with i have with the whole thing is that it's really steppenwolf for your first you bring the justice league together to fight you know uh, basically i mean you know i'm not here to yeah, I'm, I'm comparing them. You just set them up against basically Loki. You know, yeah. the big guy sending his 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 uh, you know little guy to do his dirty work. It, yeah, but that's the thing. And like the thing is, like Steppenwolf, his whole motivation is he wants to go home. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like you have to conquer 10,000 more planets. Yeah. It's like, okay. And he just so happens to be on the planet with the mother boxes. Yeah. And it's kind of set up, but I was I was a little confused, even in, in the Zack Snyder version, because he, I thought the whole point of him coming to Earth was the mother box. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, and then and then all of a sudden it becomes about the anti-life equation. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to be honest, it was not set up at any way that this was the location of the anti-life equation, because all he did is like scream, left an imprint on the ground, and were never explained what the hell was the anti-life equation. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was just, I think it, maybe he went there and then realized, oh, and he's like, oh, it's here. And he's like, all right, I got to, I got to call, I got to call Darkseid, let him know, you know, I got to get on his good graces. Yeah. So, but that was like, yeah. but the, the thing is, it's a setup uh, for mm-hmm. something. And then like later on when he's fighting the Justice League and I just like, you have that portal behind him where like Darkseid is standing ready to, to enter yeah, and he just stands there the entire time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like he's thinking. He's thinking. Don't need to pack a bag. He <laughs> yeah, just looked like he was just like I'm ready for with my army. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's getting his ass beat. Maybe I should just watch a little, see how <laughs> this goes. <laughs> <It's> like Granny <laughs> pops, Granny pops some popcorn. <laughs> yeah, could you get? To, I want to see my uncle just get <laughs> annihilated. This is gonna be fun. Decide, uh, get down, get down. I need a stool to sit on. <laughs> I kind of, I actually would have respected if that happened. It's just him <laughs> sitting there, like some ungodly-looking popcorn, just eating it while mm-hmm. Steppenwolf was like, "Help me!" <laughs> yeah, I, but I, like uh, your your um your thing on like his his use Snyder's use of mythology. Remember the Mother Fox trailer? Oh yeah, and they're they're literally all like uh, I remember uh, Superman is literally doing the um the one of the things of Jesus. Uh, yeah. Uh, Resurrect, being resurrected from the cross, and uh, Batman. I, I forgot. Wait, here's the references of it. Because uh, I remember Flash was Her- Hermes, um, Supergirl, or Wonder Woman was Joan of Arc. Uh, Batman Joan of Arc. was yeah. Batman was the martyr of Saint Sebastian. Yeah, it was uh, all Aquaman like was Poseidon. Yeah, and uh, Vitruvian Man, Cyborg. Yeah, and like that's a cool concept. But here's this was my big issue. And like I got into an argument on Twitter about this. Uh, I mean, who doesn't get on arguments on Twitter? <laughs> uh, people are like, yeah, there were somebody was comparing this to this. I mean, this person was just they just talk out their ass anyway. This I don't have a problem to talk to this person because they're uh, they're bad news. Um yeah. basically uh, they were talking about oh, this could be an epic like Lord of the Rings and portraying them as gods among men, and mm. wasn't I'm sorry, did were you have you not been paying attention? <laughs> did, did you even see? Did you even? Did you even like see um, injustice? Gods among us. Yeah. The whole thing was about being pretending yourself as gods was wrong. These they're they're not gods. You're not supposed to in the comics. You don't praise these. They're not here to be praised. They're here yeah. to protect the innocent. They're not. They're not supposed to act like gods and like the people act like they're above everyone else. That's not the Justice League. It's not these superheroes. Yeah. Doing that is is a fundamental misunderstanding of who these characters are. You don't know who these characters are. You know these movies you don't know dc you know who they are you know these versions but and that's kind of the thing is that you know everyone put the this one singular vision on some kind of pedestal that Mm -hmm. perpetuated that this is what they need to be and the thing is in the comics like the whole point of like let's look at batman he's a human and he literally has a way of killing every single one of them if he needed to and he's the normal dude of them all (laughs) yeah and it's just 
Yeah. Sorry, no, go on. No, it was just, you know, just highlighting that, you know, he was he was the man among them and he was as flawed as everyone else in that room. Just mm-hmm. in a very different way. Yeah. And it's just, I've learned to come, like, I've had a, it's mostly the fan base too, man. It's just, I've come to have a love-hate relationship with this movie because mm-hmm. I genuinely, like, I really enjoy the movie, but it's just, I can't look past, like, how the characters are being portrayed. Yeah. And it's just, I think, I think a lot of them, you know, these are good, like, adaptions. I really do like the cast. I love Ray Fisher, uh, uh, Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa. They're all doing great. Ben Affleck, they're great, but it's just, in the end, it's these characters being portrayed as something they aren't, and they shouldn't be. Yeah. It's just, it's not who they are. Batman would never want to be portrayed like that. He would, he would despise being portrayed like that. But it, it's you see it in the opening with uh, Aquaman's introduction, mm-hmm. where it's just like they're they're putting him on this high pedestal of some kind, yeah. and I was I'll, I'll be honest, I was like confused about it because it was like he was among them and they were mm-hmm. acting as if he was some kind of myth, and then you have them like singing songs as he walks into the water, sniffing a sweater. What yeah. was that? <laughs> it's like okay, what's going on? Bruce <laughs> is like, what the hell? I'm getting out of here. I don't need you that bad. It's like, okay, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. It, and it's just like this this aspect of, I get the idea is that they're building upon the, he, so he, what he's doing is he's building upon the concept that the old gods, you know, are being replaced by this new generation mm-hmm. of godlike people who are a bit more human because we don't see them interact a lot in the other because it was like bringing the realms together. And Batman represents humanity and you have the one representing, you know, Atlantis and the one representing Themyscira. But the thing is, at the same time, it's like the, the whole point of Superman is that he doesn't fit into that picture. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no one of Krypton in that war. There was no one like the Flash in that war. So there, it, even Cyborg. So technically, the representation of these godlikes or this united thing of Earth wasn't represented because they're pretty much putting everyone on a god level. Mm-hmm. And it downplays the threat that Steppenwolf is, especially once freaking Superman comes in. He just annihilates yeah. Steppenwolf. It, did, it, it, it just felt out of. It just felt. It didn't feel. You know, it felt out of place to just have him come in, boom, save the day. Just like they yeah. were just trying to look for an easy way to finish up the plot. But my, I do really enjoy the way they work together in this final, in like the final moments of that battle. All like you know, using their unique, unique abilities to you know kill him. Yeah. Also, was killing him the right move? Yeah, that was the next... That's the thing I generally have an issue with, is that, like, there's a thing about, you know, Batman being discussed about him being a killer, and it's like Mm -hmm. him accidentally killing people and stuff like that. You know, he killed people in the original Batman, let's be honest. It happened. Every Um, adaption is killed, except for Pattinson. Which is, like, that's the big thing about what makes Pattinson so interesting. mm -hmm. But, But, like, the thing is, this Batman literally runs his car into the back of a truck where people are in, and you're trying to convince me that he's not, you know, oh, he's over the edge. Yeah, but he pretty much broke the one rule that made him Batman. Yeah. If he, if people like to bring up Batman Beyond, or no, I forgot, they, but in Batman Beyond, he kills, he doesn't kill somebody. He picks up a gun, uses it, and boom, he's done. That's, yeah. That is Batman. Batman is like, no, I'm done. I can't be Batman anymore. Yeah. When he picks up the guns of the aliens and shoots the aliens. He's like, boom, boom, boom. I guess maybe he doesn't care because they're like cannon fodder. I don't know. I mean, but, but it's still lives. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just. I think what would have been yeah. interesting 
to me is that we know by concept that these uh i always forget what their names are the parademons parademons thank you um that they are actual former humans or former people mm-hmm. yeah former inhabitants of planets have been conquered yeah and and just the conflict of batman seeing a human being transformed into a parademon and trying to find a way to save them would have been way more interesting than him mm-hmm. literally getting a headshot in yeah. Like he's killing people. Let even if they're fodder, he's still killing. Even people. if they're like aliens from other planets, yeah. he's killing. And it's it's just such a weird thing because even in in uh, the animated show, like he always found a way to kind of keep them from doing things. And even if they were aliens, he did not cross that line. And like, for some reason, here it doesn't give two shits. <laughs> like I'm trying to think back to those final episodes of Justice League Unlimited when you know Dark Side and his his parody is land with those big machines and I'm trying to think. I feel like we've only ever seen him like you know taste them or incapacitate. Yeah. He never he never killed any of them. He but and that's kind of the thing where it's like it's like while watching it, I was like, this is not out of place for this Batman but it feels really uncomfortable watching. Yeah. Especially with his fucking gun-bolted Batmobile and just shooting everything down and just seeing mm-hmm. the smear of the parademons, like they're actual bugs. And I'm like, if they uh, introduced them as artificial beings, I'd be okay. Mm-hmm. That would be a way to kind of circumvent it. But no, we literally see humans transform into parademons. So yeah. what the hell? <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing. That he really did with his Wonder Woman too. Oh yeah, mm. he wanted like a warrior, like badass. He wanted a Spartan from three hundred. Let's yeah. be honest. And Patty Jenkins didn't want that. No, Patty Jenkins wanted like you know the symbol of symbol of prosperity, you know, hope, and you know the god, you know, a goddess, you know, that cares for people and and fights. And here she's just I don't. Know, he wanted. I know in the future plans. Um, you know, as we saw in the movie, she dies in the future, in like the nightmare before the nightmare. Yeah. She's killed, and they have like Amazon funeral, and the dark, you know, the the uh, the new gods or the apocalypse show up, and um, she got a Viking future, funeral. She had a Viking funeral, but his plan for her was to have an entire subplot, I guess, of the of the sequels or whatever, like Justice League three. She's dead. That's one. Th- I'll get to that after. Yeah, that's that, that's another. It's it's probably the biggest issue in the movie that I'll get up to after. Um, but he wanted her to go through an entire journey through Hades to uh, to become the god of war, the next god of war. Oh man! Oh. And there's there's literally um, there's uh, photos of her from from storyboards of uh, her wearing like yeah, here is horned helmet and she's killing Superman. God. And I, I see people, I see Snyder fans, peace and love. You know, I mean, yeah, you guys want you want what you want, but people are like, oh my god, we really want to see this, we want to see this boss man, and they always use the word boss. It's like, okay, it's getting weird. Um, uh, and it's it's, it's Superman holding the heads of Wonder Woman and Batman. I'm like, I don't want to see that. No, that's not no. Superman. Here, here's my running theory for these fans. Mm-hmm. Peace and love. They are DC fans. They are fans of Snyder's 300 because 300 is the ultimate dude bro movie. Yeah, that's true. And it's it's Sucker Punch too. I've never seen Sucker Punch. Not a good movie. <laughs> I've heard it's technically very impressive. Yeah, visually stunning, terrible but script. I, yeah, I've heard there's like no. I heard there's like no journey for any of these characters. Mm-mm. That's like that's like you know that they that they really you know work well that really works well. It's like I know it's a story about a. It's a male fantasy of girl power, pretty much. Okay. That's how I would interpret it. Okay. Well, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
but it's just i think it's just the dude bros from 300 and um you know uh what's it what's the other one there's another one isn't there that he didn't direct uh what what do you mean for 300 or there's a 300 and there's another one right there's a sequel to that I don't think he made a three. Oh, no, yeah. I don't. Oh, he didn't make it. It's three hundred Rise of an Empire. Oh yeah, that that terrible Rise of an Empire. Yeah, he made oh three hundred. Yeah, there's another one. Oh, three hundred Rise of an Empire. Yeah, yeah. It's that, like, yeah, with I now I remember it was with Ava Green where everyone's just freaking out because Ava Green was in it. <laughs> yeah, that's that he he didn't make this. I don't know if he was even involved in this. No, he wasn't. Doesn't look like he. He might have been a producer, but yeah. it's the dude bros from those movies. That are looking for oh wow they have to does Leonidas die at the end of three hundred? I never saw three hundred. Uh, yeah, I think he does. It's been a while to be fair. Yeah, because there's a new protagonist, but I just know that it's it was always a movie that like dude bros were talking about, and I think it's that audience coming over, and this is what they want to see. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see bad. I don't want Superman. I don't want to see any of them fighting each other. Really, I mean, I'm fine for like a like what they did with BVS. I like BVS. I think it's I think it's a banger. To be honest, yeah. I do think, I mean, obviously I would change some things like Doomsday and I'd, I'd work more with uh, Metallo. I think Metallo would work better. Um, but especially with like the plotline they had setting up with Lex helping, you know, somebody who blames Superman for what happened to him and just randomly bringing Doomsday into the storyline just did not work for me. And he yeah. didn't look that great either. No. Um, I think I think using Metallo, making Metallo and, you know, or even Intergang, honestly, even Intergang would work well. To be honest, Lex Luthor bankrolling these, you know, these terrorists and Batman Superman putting aside their differences and, you know, saving the city. Yeah. So, uh, but that, and then it's just, it's, yeah, it's just this audience that wants to see something that's not these characters. It's not Batman, it's not Superman. The thing is, is like, my, my, my problem with, like, for example, with BVS is that there's a lot of cool ideas at play, mm-hmm. but it's all muddled by... I, it, this sounds mean, and I, I'm not trying to insult everyone. If someone likes this kind of approach, but it's it's pretty much very, very. It's not even. It's a philosophy that's in your face, mm-hmm. and it's trying. It's it's pretty much a teenager's understanding of being edgy at times. Okay. And the thing is, is that well, it can work. There are films that work with that aspect because that's kind of their their thing. But the thing with BVS is, is that there's a really big emotional arc between these two. These two. I think mm-hmm. the highlight of that film is them confronting each other. It's not un- mm-hmm. it's not new that superheroes fight each other in films. Yeah. But the thing is, is that the conclusions or the way everything comes together, it always seems forced because you're forcing a character into a mindset to make them want to fight the other. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the problem with BVS because it's pretty much Batman is paranoid. That's his thing. But now it's like, oh, he's going to kill us all. If there was like, not a single inclination of Superman wanting to kill anyone. Yeah, it was and, just that's another thing. Batman misunderstanding it. I don't think it's something Batman would do. No, he would test Superman. Mm-hmm. I like. I I always like to think of uh, if you ever seen. Uh, did you see the Bat the the Batman animated series, the one from the Jackie Chan Adventures guy? Yeah, been Love a while, that. but yeah love that show it's probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite animated batman shows and there was like the scene where you just kind of see batman doesn't trust superman at all mm-hmm. and he literally figures out that he's called kent because of his flight pa- like just the way he flies around mm-hmm. is always around his own apartment complex and he's just he just provokes him he purposely kind of provokes them 
until they have to work together to take someone down and then he starts mm-hmm. trusting him that's bat that's like more what batman would do he wouldn't literally go out of his way and say i don't trust this alien i'm gonna kill him mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's the thing about vvs it's like he literally creates a staff to kill him and if he didn't say his mom's name he wouldn't be dead <laughs> uh, dude the wrong people are gonna find this video or find this oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah um but yeah i know but um I, I do think, personally, BVS is a bit misunderstood. And I think it's part of that people rejecting DCs being different. want to make something fresh. And yeah. I know it's one of the biggest jokes of all time, the Martha scene. I love that scene. I think, yes, they could have it could have been executed a bit better instead of just saying, why did you say that name? Just have I think it could have been executed better. But I do think it works very well as a fundamental you know, turning point for Batman yeah. and, and the relationship it's it's the thing is that he goes why did you say that name yeah if he asked him like who's martha and then they just start talking i think it would have been a way it would have done the same thing just Mm -hmm. been a much stronger impact exactly it's just not bringing his mom into it you know what i mean yeah you are bringing his mom into it but you're not forcing it in exactly it's it's that's kind of the thing i don't it's not i don't dislike the scene Mm-hmm. It's just the execution isn't quite where it could have been to heighten the aspect of it. Like we don't see these two really talk it out. It's just yeah. he said the name. He asked, "Why'd you say that name?" And then it's Lois Lane who runs in. And is like, "It's his mom." And it's like, I, "Why did it have to be Lois Lane?" I want Superman to talk to Batman. That's like the whole mm-hmm. thing. Those two should have an unbreakable bond, and that just starting because they start talking. Yeah, that would have been way stronger. Yeah, I got you. It, it, the thing is, I actually the BVS. I like the director's cut more. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's a stronger film. Edition. Yeah, uh, I do. It's not. I don't dislike the film. It's it's it's. Don't misunderstand me. It's not something where I say, "Oh, it's bad" or anything. I I don't agree with every aspect of it, mm-hmm. but I do think like there's a really good movie here at play. It just went in a different direction than I thought it would, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But it also has like the thing is, which I find strange is that Zack Snyder inserts a lot of setup stuff that nowadays you see people constantly complain about with Marvel. Yeah. It gets praised a lot for these films. And, but the problem is, it's like it's setting something up and it feels like it's not as it, the fact that it's his vision and it doesn't feel as as connected as it could have been is just strange to me personally mm-hmm. that's that's the thing that gets me is where it's like he's setting stuff up like the whole nightmare sequence that's what I, that's what i was talking about earlier with like my biggest problem with the Snyder yeah. cut um completely unnecessary yeah doesn't need to be there looks awful is a terrible way to end the film because it just leaves a sour taste in your mouth and you just got you just kind of you know you're just leaving us with jared leto in that God awful Joker. He sounds like a, he sounds like a, I'm trying to think. He sounds like a dying crow when he laughs. Ah, ah, ah. Oh my God. Ah, ah, ah. I don't know who passed Jared Leto <laughs> or, ever. Or, or you find like a really creaky door and you're just opening it and closing it. <laughs> it's, I, I, the thing is, is that I thought it was like in between that it was mm-hmm. like set up. We got the tease from, uh, what is it? Uh, Cyborg gets the vision, I think, with, mm-hmm. with like Wonder Woman dead and everything and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that was, was cool. Ra- it was cool, but random. But it doesn't, 
it doesn't work anymore because the nightmare shouldn't happen anymore, yeah. right? Yet in and like in in Snyder's like future plans, I had them pulled up because I wanted to go over them. I guess it. I don't know. I guess it still does happen. I I, I miss maybe I misunderstood how it happens, but um, I well, guess maybe it happens later. I guess now. Well, yeah. The thing is, you have the vision from him where he's in like stop. Barry still does mm-hmm. the run. Yeah. I thought it was originally going to be part of the uh, whole um, speed force thing. Yeah. And then it just was like an epilogue. <laughs> yeah. And originally, uh, Deathstroke's role was for Deadshot. Uh, Hal Jordan was part of the Nightmare team. Yeah. Uh, Mira was always there. Oh, God, uh, Mira. In her British uh, accent. Random British accent, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to say I want him <laughs> dead for my mind. For Arthur. Us. Let, Arthur. Let, the, let the bastard come. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was terrible. Stop. But... She's, I didn't think you... Okay. Mira, I mean... You know, opinions aside on the actress and everything going on with her, and you know everything. You know, that's not our place here. Um, I didn't. I didn't care for her in Justice League. I mean, she's fine. She had like, played like no role. Yeah. And I didn't care for any other Justice League again. Played like no role. I don't know. I don't think she was that important. Also, uh, between BVS and Justice League, they completely just retcon Aquaman's origin. Um, yeah. In, in BVS, he has the armor and the trident, and in Justice League, he has nothing, and he's just like you know a vagrant. He just gets it. Didn't just William Defoe, Willem Defoe just hand it to him? Yeah, that, no, that's the thing in Aquaman is that they go with that origin, you know? And yeah. this one has, like, this Aquaman here seems to have never been to uh, Atlantis, doesn't have the armor, but in Aquaman, you know, James Wan sets that all up with uh, Willem Defoe's Volko training him. Yeah. Which, also, we don't have official word if Willem Defoe is back for Aquaman 2. True, we haven't heard anything on him back. I think we know Nicole Kidman is back. She's back, yeah. Uh, but no, nothing on Volko. Also, other thing about um, he uses Hal Jordan as there was no plans. Like, where did I thought John? I thought it was John Stewart. Just yeah. Weird. So that's odd. But um, yeah. The, the thing, like now that we're talking about Aquaman, um, mm-hmm. like Willem Dafoe shows up, gives him the armor, which, for mm-hmm. example, that was something like, oh, that's where he got it from. That was that was an improvement in my opinion. But like the whole, they only talk when they make air bubbles. Yeah, <laughs> like aren't you underwater people? Why James Wan was like John's, James Wan was like, we ain't we ain't doing that. No, we ain't doing that. Just imagine every time for your characters to talk, you have to have them make an air bubble and pause the entire film or whatever's happening around them just for that. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a curious uh, decision, let's say. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's like a generally like the the whole aspect is like we don't really get any feel for Atlanteans or Atlantis. We get the one poor guy who pretty much oh I I, I have to complain about the scene. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He's like he's trying to force this Atlantean to talk where they're the location of their mother box is, and that has mm-hmm. a bug that tells him anyway. So I'm like, why would he waste his time asking the dude? Yeah, <laughs> it's like you have the tool to do it. I thought you're a monster. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. not gonna tell you anything. <laughs> God, it's uh, I don't know. It, the thing is, is like. The the problem, especially with with the revival, at least like they spend a bit more time with, 
you know, how they want to do it. I, I didn't quite understand why they needed Superman back, but it felt a bit more organic this time around. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that I feel like that Zack Snyder really wanted to go with that Jesus analogy. And that's yeah. the only reason he was killed off. Yeah. And I don't, like the thing is, is that that makes like, yes, we got death by Superman. Uh, he gets the black suit. I guess. That's what the extender fans hate when he's not wearing the black suit now. Even though the black suit is only a temporary suit used for Kryptonian yeah. healing. But did they? I don't even get the feeling they ever explained why he has a black suit. That just happened. He just puts it on because I guess the other one is, I don't know, damaged. Don't yeah. Know. But it like there's no significance to it for the buildup that it is. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's black now. It's like, okay. If that was right. the suit of him being evil, I would have been a bit more like that would have been a bit more impactful so in the future he has the black suit on so when cyborg has the vision and sees him in the black suit him getting a little panicky that would be interesting i mean like i guess does technically does technically become the evil suit well yeah but he has his normal suit on and ever in the nightmare sequence oh yeah he does doesn't he yeah but that's the problem Like, if he had the black suit on, I'd be like, oh, shit. Like, oh, we're still in this timeline. That would have been interesting. But it's it's not. <laughs> also, like, in general, it's like, like Flash has a lot more to do this time around. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Oh, thank God. I mean. It's better. But, like, the whole thing with, with Cyborg is him just charging up. He's, like, mm-hmm. running in a circle the entire time and just at the pinnacle moment, someone gets a lucky shot in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay. And then we get yeah. the headshot sequence, which is like, that was kind of off. <laughs> but the, the thing is for me is like, if I understood it correctly, and I, I'm amazed this won the Oscar thing, but of course it did because, you know, Snyder fans. No one, uh, no one else really cared that much after the first yeah. day. It, But like, the thing is, is that you see like this buildup. Everyone's dead mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. he just reverses time starts running and it just fixes it i do like that scene i love that scene it's it's a beautiful sequence it's mm-hmm. it's beautifully done but i kind of felt i felt a little cheated mm-hmm. if you know what i mean because it kind of yeah. was like now if ev- ever that happens again he technically could always reverse time that way mm-hmm. It's like as beautiful as the sequence was, it was just like, okay, so he can just. And I thought like that would be the moment to push them into a new timeline. Mm-hmm. That'd be the moment for them to go into the nightmare, nightmare thing. Like that would have been the perfect setup for that. But as of now, it's just pretty much a Deus Ex Machida in the story. There's yeah. no setup that he can time travel, there's no setup that he can do this. It's only, I'll go faster than I've ever gone before. And then it just happens. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's just. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's it like it's the problem is, is that it, it just Zack Snyder as a director is extremely good at visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. If it comes to visuals, he is bar none one of the best directors out there. And I will mm-hmm. I will not fight anyone on that. But when mm-hmm. it comes to story structure, I feel like yeah. he just he always loses it for the sake of the visual rather yeah. than it making sense. They focus more on the line, the lines itself than actually like the story, the dialogue. Yeah. They focus more on the dialogue. Cause like, you know, there's some great, you know, some great dialogue, but. 
You need a story. You need a story too. And the problem is a lot of his dialogue does sometimes feel like this. um, It's, it's kind of trying to be like Tarantino dialogue. Like it's, it's heightened in reality, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's just kind of this like teenage heightenedness, like where I come back to that edginess aspect where it's like they're everyone's talking in parables or fake Bible quotes at times. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, okay, because that's especially Lex Luthor. Like, my problem with Lex Luthor in this franchise is that he constantly... What, what are you saying, dude, you nerd? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is going on? Okay. Spit it Try- out. Come on. <laughs> Trying a little hard there, buddy. <laughs> and people who critique, people who, like, see it, you know, you'll get mad at people critiquing it. Like, they're like, oh, you're just too stupid to understand. It's 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 higher. Okay, what do you, do you watch Rick and Morty? Obviously, nerd. <laughs> the Rick and Morty argument. Uh, Rick and Morty's too sophisticated for you to understand. Oh, shut up! <laughs> it's, Please shut up. So like no one cares. Else. You can be smart. Like, look at. Oh, they're gonna hate me bringing up this. The Suicide <laughs> Squad. The Suicide Squad. Ooh. With just how much, just how silly, you know, how silly, you know, some of these characters are. The James Gunn just pushes. Yeah. So much emotion and so much depth, and you know. Uh, you know, layers to these characters who they are blood sport oh it just was incredible yeah great character a role to play around with like, even, even if it's even if it's like clone you know role originally meant for will smith deadshot he he runs with it incredible and you know they they have these you know there's some great you know moments between these characters especially him and Ratcatcher. yeah and i don't know god <laughs> <laughs> bringing up that's always just i love bringing up the suicide squad it's such a great movie it's the thing is the Suicide Squad, like even James Gunn as a comp- comparison point, James Gunn similarly has his own voice when it comes to cinema. Mm-hmm. It's it's very much a different kind. It's 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 also a childish sometimes, yeah. like uh, that kind of mention. But the thing is, is that you have the feeling that James Gunn knows what his voice is and plays with it. Yeah. Zack Snyder takes a similar, like a similar design with his voice and tries to make it more than what it seems at times. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing where they're similar and that's probably going to get me even more hate. I feel like they're similar in regards because both have a very great visual flourish, but, but like the one thing is Snyder tries to push it further while James Gunn looks at it and goes, this is going to be ridiculous. Let's just have fun with it and knows Mm -hmm. exactly where he is. And it's it's kind of it's also kind of the thing where like the the uh, David Ayer's Suicide Squad kind of falls into the Snyder category where it was just like it's trying to be more than what it is with flashy visuals and like yeah. out there designs, but the problem is it's like it's not really taking in how ridiculous parts of it is. Yeah, exactly. It, it, I, I know like a lot of people want the air cut and stuff like that. And I, I kind of would love to see David Ayer's original vision. I do think mm-hmm. that the, he has a very distinctive voice as well when it comes to his filmmaking. But the thing is like the, the Snyder verse at the end of the day, like even the teases for what his future plans were, I'm a little confused. So like where it would head because of what it was, they face off against the, uh, the, I want to say the doom patrol, but that's completely Legion, Yeah. Legion yeah. Yeah, uh, so in, in his original plan, which obviously would have changed if he continued to, you know, develop his story, yeah. um, Lex Luthor recruits uh, Riddler. Oh, at one point, uh, Riddler pops up because uh, Batman's story would have happened, his solo movie and Riddler. Originally, he was like, it was like an Arkham-based story, and there's like a bunch of his villains pop up and his Deathstroke and everything, and 
uh, it's basically they basically just steal the plot to Judas contract, but Slender fans won't admit that because they don't know what Judas contract is. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, Riddler's I guess I say I think someone hires him. It may have been like Luther hires him to solve the anti life equation, and then Riddler shoots himself when he solves it. <laughs> and then I can just I can just hear the you're just speechless. You, yeah, I guess he just shoots himself in the head, kills himself because he's like, oh, it's it's the world's greatest riddle, the yeah. anti-life equation. And then uh, uh, Lex Luthor recruits uh, Leonard Snart, uh, the Captain Cold, uh, Black Mana, um, Orm, and somehow, <laughs> somehow, some way, Doctor Poison. 80 years after the war has ended, maybe six, no, 60 to 80 years after the war has ended. Somehow she's still alive. Huh. Who knows? Whatever. It happened. It didn't happen. So, yeah. Um, yeah. He has his Legion of Doom and they like, I guess Lex is like working with Darkseid. Yeah. Well, which he's, is, I guess, which, yeah, is a Lex Luthor thing to do. Well, he's, he's obsessed you know, with it. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the setup is that he's obsessed with it, which is still like the, the most confusing aspect of the Lex Luthor connection is that when he sees the mother boxes, he sees a design that's pretty much just Steppenwolf and not Darkseid? Mm-hmm. He's obsessed with Darkseid? Yeah. That that just never I made sense know. to me. Um, yeah, he's kind of a tool. <laughs> yeah, well, in this universe, yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know if I can talk. I'm just going to mention here, but viewer Anon just said Jeremy Irons is back as Alfred in The Flash. Interesting. Oh. Um, Love Jeremy Irons. He was, he was a dope Alfred. He, he also did not take Bruce's shit. He's like, get home, he, you little bitch. He was my favorite part of the entire movie. Yeah, <laughs> Jeremy Irons is great. Love that guy. He lives in a castle in <laughs> Ireland with his like wife and dog. <laughs> Crazy. I I loved him in uh he was in Watchmen. Watchmen. Huh? Yeah. Awesome. Remember remember when it was a secret? It wasn't, but everybody knew who he was playing, and they yeah. were doing a Comic Con panel or New York Comic Con, and they didn't even list his role. They said, "You already know who. who oh, exactly who you think he's playing." Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. That show is incredible. That's how you do it. Yeah. That's how you do it. That is incredible. That show is amazing. So I would like to see maybe a season two if they have the right story. I think Watchmen could work as an anthology series mm-hmm. that just tackles different social social issues in that universe. Yeah. That I think would work best for it. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Oh, and also talking about, we were talking about future plans. Um, one future plan that I think everybody hates is uh, Superman's dead and again. No, no, wait. No, I think Superman is still alive. No, it, Superman is alive. No, while Superman is dead. Or like, I forget. At some point, though. No, yeah, Superman is dead. And while Superman is dead, Bruce and Lois shack up. <laughs> they get together. Oh, God. And Lois has the kid. and But he doesn't. he thinks Clark is his father. Oh no. And it ends with with Batman dying in like the final battle, you know, like similar to Final Crisis. Yeah. But I don't I don't think Batman actually dies in Final Crisis. No, in Final Crisis, he he gets teleported pretty much throughout time. Yeah. He he gets Omega beamed, he looks dead, and then he's throughout time. Then you have the uh in in uh Darkest Night where he suddenly is a zombie. Mm Mm-hmm. And then right afterwards, because it was two parallel stories, he was resurrected again as himself anyway. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah, he's dead. He, but he actually, I guess he actually dies, dies here. And uh, Lois is like, oh, yeah, Batman was your father. LOL. 
and then he becomes a new Batman. Oof. Is his name so basically Damian, it's like, yeah, I was going to say like Damien, but not correct. A scapegoat to make Damien white, which he's not. And a lot of books get wrong, making, yeah. like, coloring him white and he's not. Yeah, that Damien is always such a weird misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like, like that, that alone just sounds like someone was trying to be more clever than they think. Mm-hmm. Because especially it's like, why would Lois Lane... Like, we spend so much time in, in Zack Snyder's Justice League with her, like, depressed about him dead. It's like she would shack up with Batman? I guess, you know, uh, oh, out of grief. No, what the hell? No. Yeah. Especially especially because Batman, you can see in his face that the biggest regret of his is letting Superman die. Do you think yeah. that guy would shack up with this? I believe more him being romantically involved with uh, Diana Mm-hmm. That I can believe. They set that up nicely. Lois Lane, that would make absolutely no sense. That works. But see, this Batman was married to Catwoman and they got divorced. Yeah. Apparently. Ben Affleck, and apparently he wanted, um, I actually like the casting. Um, I love the actress. Uh, I forget her name. <laughs> <laughs> um, because apparently, but that's one thing, I guess DCU Gotham City Sirens really wouldn't work uh, because Catwoman's like super old. Uh, uh Carla Gugino. Yes. I knew Gina was in there somewhere. Yeah, I love her. She's really good in Haunting of uh, Hill House. She, uh, but yeah, he wanted her as Catwoman, but they broke up, got divorced, and I guess Bruce never like forget himself. The, the thing about that is that like this Batman is damaged. He's mm-hmm. at his end pretty much. He's... Uh, yeah definitely not batman what we're used to uh-huh. and, and the thing is is that there's a lot to build on that and like i actually would have loved to see ben affleck direct his own bat you know batman film uh-huh. i think deathstroke pushing him to an edge would have been amazing um lex luther telling him his real identity is still stupid yeah <laughs> i'm sorry this is the dumbest shit ever it's like oh maybe you want to know bruce wayne is mm-hmm. batman it's like what is deathstroke gonna do with that information he's like oh i'm gonna snipe him when he's out with some random girl at a party or something he's the guy's just secluded anyway why would mm-hmm. that matter <laughs> and especially because that's like deathstroke's a whole character is he wants to take down batman as batman he wants to prove to him he's better that's mm-hmm. like for me where I always see Deathstroke. I love Deathstroke as a character. And then the, this, this whole setup just feels so pointless because it's like, oh, he now knows his identity. Let's work together. Why? You just yeah. gave away your only bargaining chip, Lex. What are you doing? Could have literally stabbed him and it would have been okay in universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting things. I you know, the thing is is like I feel like I'm harsh on the film. I still enjoyed it. I don't think it needed to be four hours. I like the original idea of it being a four part series or a multi part yeah. series. Yeah, that would have helped way better. Pacing, mm-hmm. like the pacing, you do see that the pacing issues are there because it is four yeah. hours. It's a lot. And the thing is, at the end of the day, the core story is still the same. Barely yeah. much has changed. Steppenwolf pretty much just got more to do, which was a benefit for his character. We have the whole dark side aspect. But the thing is, is like, like what bothered me as well is like she got the like with Wonder Woman um, in this film. She was just an exposition sponge most of the time because mm-hmm. like she was the only one who knew anything about dark side. But you're never really like that was the weirdest thing to me. 
She got the arrow message. Then she found randomly near the arrow a cavern that had like paintings all over the wall mm-hmm. that gave away the story. But she understood a hundred percent what that was. <laughs> yeah. If you know what would have been so much better if the opening of this film was a young Wonder Woman, a young Diana being told by her mother the battle against Darkseid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was sick. That would have been an amazing opening, and would have it would have worked up- too because, like you know, Wonder Woman. Yeah, it would have worked completely, and it would have been like the setup, especially because it's the tease with her father and everything, etc. You know, it, it, like that would have brought it all together nicely. But the focus was on like Superman dying, which is retelling the thing because we pretty much just caught up with the last film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of insert it randomly, the war into the story, and Diana just becomes this exposition sponge throughout yeah. the entire film because she's the only one who knows what's going on. And but at the same time, like she her introduction is like this. I love the moment where she protects them from the gunshots, mm-hmm. but she just blows up the building for no reason. She just yeah. lets that happen. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> Why? And I think I'm pretty sure she killed that dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, it, you know, the thing is, is that like, there's a lot of extra stuff that I feel like mm-hmm. helps some characters. I, okay. I have to kind of like, cyborg is like the big thing. And Ray, what happened to Ray Fisher and generally with his career mm-hmm. is just absolutely atrocious. What's happening. Yeah, really. I, it's he, just, it's just so like angering to see how much of a you know he was an up and cover and he was gonna have such a big role to play in this universe and yeah. just really you know get the chance and he was incredible he was really good and just to good. see like he probably won't come back I mean cross your fingers he does you know so he was good I do wish that he had like sometimes a bit more to do. In the story, I, I do feel like he was held back a little. My problem is is, is the design. Yeah, yeah, doesn't doesn't look good. I mean, it's just like 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 um, the new gods. It's too busy. Um, I like the designs where he's more human. It's the thing is is that it was it was very CG. Uh, you mm-hmm. could see it. I don't know if like if it's with Snyder because he had to redo a lot of stuff. But like the effects looked great on Dark Side, so I was confused that cyborg mm-hmm. looked even more cg in this yeah which was so weird but he's still like the design is very busy and it's just like it's pretty much all he can work with is his head it's yeah. just his face and everything else is cg and just having like that human bit stick out yeah it, he needed like an arm or a leg that was still yeah human for him to stare at it that like to have that human look because he has nothing outside of mirrors to reflect that he's technically still human yeah. And the thing is, is that I, I just, his conflict of being pretty much a cyborg, losing his humanity just wasn't mm-hmm. really a factor in this story. It was more about his connection to the mother box. Yeah. And like even his sequence of helping the family with the money and everything, that was a, a neat idea. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like it enriched the story in any way. Yeah. It, it only made him look good because he gave someone money and then he walked away and that was never brought mm-hmm. up again. And I thought it was gonna... that was just a way to like do good with his situation and yeah. try and help somebody in need that he you know he can't he himself can't help himself. It, and that's kind of the thing where it's like I loved I think the best part was the flashback that that was added in. Mm-hmm. I think him seeing what happened, why he turned into it, losing his mother, that was great. Mm-hmm. I have to say though, 
mm-hmm. the fa- the sacrifice of his father was done. Yeah, it they made no that. sense. They, they that wanted he was to keep him, there. I guess. But it made no sense that he was in there. Yeah, like he he could have done it from the outside. If the if Steppenwolf killed him, that would mm-hmm. have made more sense than him being inside there. <laughs> yeah, that that's just it was just such a. It was just to give us a Dr. Manhattan moment. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing where it's like, oh, it's dramatic. And the camera doesn't even linger on it much. He just kind of disappears and is gone. Cyborg screams no. And then mm-hmm. he gets the box anyway. And, the, and I was like, what, what was the point of this? I was so mm-hmm. confused about the scene. And I thought he was trying to destroy it. And it was like, okay, I could see that happening. And he needs an energy source and maybe the human body, whatever. I thought maybe that was the reason. And that's like, oh, he marked it for us. And I'm like, what? How in the world did three mother boxes being connected not give off enough energy source that you could figure out it was in the (laughs) freaking, it was where it was. Mm -hmm. It needed him to mark it. And kill himself for it. He could have pushed the button and run. He would have had enough yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's it, it just falls back into where it feels like it was made for the visual rather than for the story moment. Mm-hmm. At least that. we got Ryan Choi. <sighs> or Ryan Choi. <laughs> I watched an Adam show. I would watch an Adam project. Yeah. Not the Adam project. I didn't care for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. It was. They tried. So this movie, Ryan Reynolds. I really. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, apparently they did actually want him to play Hal Jordan in this. Okay, it would have been funny. It would have been meta. Haha. Yeah. Whatever. He's the one who um, got killed. <laughs> I don't know. I'm starting to like become annoyed by him. Really? Yeah, I did not like Free Guy. That movie was really bad. I haven't seen it. I'll be honest. I haven't yeah, seen Free Guy or Taika Waititi is unbearable in that movie. Oh really? I have to terrible. He's so annoying. Weird. Yeah. So, I think the Ryan guy. Reynolds problem is that he pray, he like his shtick works in Deadpool, mm-hmm. but he kind of plays a similar character in almost every other thing he does. Yeah, and that does drag down the whole thing because at the end of the day, you see Deadpool more than you see Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. and I think it just works better when he is Deadpool. But as soon as he just takes that same persona into everything else. It just kind of is like, Ryan, you're, you're very, you have a diverse palette. And when it comes to your acting, but you're kind of falling back to that old thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think that's my thing, but like I, if he was a green lantern, I pretty much would be sure he'd do the same shtick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hope not. How Jordan's kind of an asshole anyway, though. I loved him in uh, justice league uh, chaos. I think was it where he's just an absolute dick to Batman. Oh, justice league war. War, that was it. War, where he's yeah. just like, wait, you're just a dude in a suit, and he just. I really, I really like that movie. Yeah, <laughs> he pulled the ring off of him. <laughs> it's a good movie. I like. That. I really like uh, Justice League. What was it? It might be War. No, it wasn't War. There was there's another one I really like. I don't know. Those movies are really solid. There were some. There's really some good. good animated. I I think a lot of them got a little just uh, mixed up. Justice League Dark was... Uh, oh, I like Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Everybody hates that movie because all the characters get, just get massacred, but I think it's funny. I don't know. It's, it's kind I guess of that, a... I, I guess it's kind of ironic since earlier I said, oh, I hate seeing Batman Superman, you know, you know brutally killing, but I yeah. just thought it was funny. 
Well, that's the thing. So if it's if it's like over the top, you're like, uh, this is ridiculous. But it's like if it's trying over the to be top. <laughs> but if it's trying to be super serious, it's just kind of like, hmm. hmm. I don't know. I liked it there. I just didn't like it in live action, if that makes sense. I, you know what I think about live action it is, is that mm-hmm. we've been waiting for the for a Justice League movie. Yeah. We wanted to see this in live action. Yeah. And it just feels like that everything that you wanted to see just falls apart a bit by going, because we had enough animated justice league films and series to go, ah, we have seen it here. We're finally getting our chance to see it. And we end up with injustice rather than justice league. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like that. Yeah. The thing is like, there's so many, like, especially with Zack Snyder's, I think, I feel like Zack Snyder is always true to his vision, which you have to absolutely respect. Mm-hmm. he knows what he wants to do and he will do it and the thing is is that you know by a long shot just his version is is a better film than, than yeah, the original of course, yeah it's coherent but, it works yeah. and the other one's just a mess an awful terrible mess and joss whedon is a bad person i think yeah well i, th- I still think it's absolutely terrible what he said and it's like his redemption mm-hmm. interview is just being a dick it was awful. Oh my god! Just especially it's like, oh, Gal Gadot can't speak English, and then so like Ray Fisher is a terrible actor. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, we know that's not true. Ray Fisher's great. He was great in this. I would have loved to seen him do more stuff, and I think he has a potential to do a lot of great roles. Um, and the thing is, is like, he was just you know, he was just completely sidelined. And I'm so glad mm-hmm. he's in Rebel Moon. I think he is. Yeah, he plays one of the protagonists. I believe he plays Blood Axe. That's ah. the character's name. So I'm, I'm really hoping that'll be his resurgence as an actor mm-hmm. and he get him more roles. But see, hmm? I mean, uh, I just think the controversy around him is interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's I feel like it's definitely going to be something hard for studios, but I feel like the studios need to hire him. I feel like, you know, he's a good actor and he's just, you know, he's sticking up for himself. And, but though I do think he's going for the wrong people. I don't know. I don't see Walter Hamada mm-hmm. didn't uh, I mean obviously uh Riff Fisher says that Hamada asked him to lay off uh Jeff Johns, I think. Yeah. And allegedly um but I mean we know we basically know you know whatever everything Joss Whedon did was basically true. We know it's true. Just yeah. from that interview alone. He pretty much gave it away. We know he's bullshitting because when he said, you know, the second he said Ray Fisher's not a good actor, and the shit he said about, and plus Gadot herself confirmed that, you know, things were done on the set that she didn't like. Yeah. So I just, but I think he's, I don't know, and Jeff Johns himself, and it's it's his problem that he needs to address it. Yeah. I mean, he can't just sit there and just be ignore it all. No, you need to address it. You need to say something. You know, I mean. But I do think, yeah, obviously, Ray Fisher is a victim here. And um, I, good for him standing up for himself. But I think it's getting to a point where it's being drug out. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, obviously, we, we, we are the fans. I, I mean, we've basically, I don't want to say we've dragged into it, but we, we, you know, we're part of this now, I think. And I feel like Warner Brothers just saying, oh, we concluded the investigation and actions were taken. That's not enough. Yeah. It's. So. The trouble is, is that there's a lot of, I think, a lot of expectations on certain things uh, and force thing coming together and stuff like that. And it's a lot of, the thing is, a lot of what the Snyderverse was, was overshadowed by the events that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone who wasn't Joss Whedon took over, had the same care that Zack Snyder had, 
and kind of was able to make the film work, we wouldn't be yeah. in the same boat we are. And, you know, there's a lot of conspiracies, which, you know, everyone make up their own mind about stuff. But I do think that this was a simple act of tragedy. And I do love the aspects. If you look closely into his version of the film, there's a lot of call outs to, you know, um, suicide prevention and stuff like that, which I think is such a yeah. great move. And, and such. And it's this is definitely the thing is, as much as you have, I have my issues with the film. This is definitely a passion project. He did this. Yeah for autumn he did it with her ending it's a beautiful sentiment and i'm glad he got to do it just because not everyone agrees with every aspect and the film doesn't it doesn't have to be perfect no one's asking for a film Mm -hmm. to be perfect or anything and the thing is this is his project he brought it together and i'm Mm -hmm. glad he was able to do so and i'm glad to see him move forward with his netflix ventures and i feel like he works better unhinged he works better by building his own franchises and Netflix is desperate enough to build an IP based on anything that is the yeah. perfect like combination for these two. Yeah. And the thing is, is I'm, I'm, I know a lot of people want the Snyderverse back. I let's be I honest. I, I mean, yeah, I really don't. I, I, I like don't, where we're going now. I think I, the reason I don't want it is because I feel like Zack Snyder doesn't, doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. Snyder's vision he has visions and he can make multiple films and I feel like he's better in a place where he can work on different franchises rather than have to be all on for one single one he doesn't have to be the Kevin Feige of the DCEU mm-hmm. the DCEU could use someone in that role <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't uh, think I don't think Walter Hamada is playing exactly a very active role as much as Kevin Feige does to yeah. be honest, because Kevin Feige is directly, you know, he is in on everything. He is planning this meticulously. He is just, he's working his ass off. And I don't think, I mean, Hamada honestly hasn't done, you know, that much bad for the, for the, you know, brand and everything. But yeah, I, um, I feel like they need somebody else. I mean, what I, I mean, he's done profitable things, but. So the thing is with Hamada, he is the traditional film executive. Mm-hmm. He's just what most film executives are. Yeah. And as much as people, you know, complain about, about the MCU, its connectivity and stuff like that, Kevin Feige, yes, you know, there is a drawback to being a connective tissue with mm-hmm. the universe, but Kevin Feige believes and wants to make this happen and is involved as much as he can, but yeah. also allows, and I, I think a lot of people tend to forget is that there was the the Marvel era, and then there's the D- Disney era went after that didn't happen until after Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. A lot of the films before that were under the jurisdiction of Isaac Perlmutter with his stupid ass, um, this is our say, committee did, thing. Did you say Isaac? Yeah. <laughs> wait, is it, wait, is it Isaac or Ike? Well, I, I think it's Ike Perlmutter is what he called, but his full name is oh. Isaac. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's really? Isaac Perlmutter, Pro, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Why would you go by Ike? That's it's okay. an interesting name, right? <laughs> no, I was I was taking it. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't I didn't know his name. Okay, damn. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, he did a lot of. He was the reason we didn't get Black Panther and Captain Marvel for as long as we did, wasn't he? Black Widow's the re- he was the reason we didn't get Black Widow. <sighs> that that's the thing is like you know that's that's the brutal thing about filmmaking is that there's yeah. a lot of stuff that happens behind the screen behind mm-hmm. the screens we commonly only get what is the result and you know we've discussed this in the past is that a lot of times we either put the whole drama of what was behind it into the film mm-hmm. drags down the experience uh and i think a lot of people are looking at pre 
Civil War Marvel as the benchmark for what Marvel is now. Mm-hmm. I looked uh, up Mike Perlmutter and he's worth $5.1 billion. Yep. He's also a picture from him shaking hands with Trump, so that's enough. He was he was one of the biggest Trump donators. That's a well-known <laughs> thing about him. And he's uh, he and Avi Arad were both like from toy backgrounds, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was like one of the people that kind of pushed that. He's still a chairman. He's not the CEO anymore. But uh, I remember reading during the, I don't know if you heard this, in the Iron Man screenings, he, mm-hmm. uh, they were trying to give critics drinks. And he told them no one gets more than one drink because they'll they'll survive for t- almost two hours. Like that's what? how, yeah. He he's like they'll survive with just one drink. They don't get more. That's oh, how, okay. He was infamous, infamous fee, uh, frugal, and just always like cut corners everywhere he could. So and that's Ike. Ike is still in still in at Marvel. He's a chairman, but not the CEO anymore. Good. I hope he sees every time they do the the pride covers. <laughs> he's just because I know I know that probably just bothers him. Screw that guy. I mean, if he was still in command, is still where he was. If 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 Kevin Feige didn't stand up to himself, because he almost left mm-hmm. at the time, like he almost left because of civil war and the discussions he had. And I think if if he left, we wouldn't have Eternals. We wouldn't have freaking America Chavez as we do now, because mm-hmm. he would have been completely against it. He was the one I think who enforced Inhumans as part of the MCU before Feige just got rid of it. Boo, that that's, sucks. That's, well, that's why we got the Marvel TV show. <laughs> He's the one who wanted the Inhumans. Uh, out that has done that has done irreparable damage to the Inhumans. Oh yeah, definitely. That that's show. why we're probably not going to get it for a while, <laughs> if ever, dude. Dude, I always I wanted to see too. Karnak uh, being a weed farmer. That's totally Inhuman. <sighs> Wait, he was a. I never finished the show. Yeah, he became He's... a weed farmer for a little bit there. <laughs> it's a weird show. <laughs> Okay, I love that. That's hilarious and awful at the same time. Yeah, but it, and that's kind of the thing. Is like you know, especially with whole with whole Snyder drama. If you look at that, a lot mm-hmm. of it is is that like WB does it. It's a bigger company than what like Marvel Studios is. We tend to forget that Marvel Studios is a small production company in comparison to others. They mm-hmm. made two films a year. That's all they did. And you see that, like, as they're expanding, they're trying to grow as well. But they're still smaller if you think about Warner Brothers. Warner mm-hmm. Brothers didn't found a DC subsidiary. They are literally yeah, they, need, just, they need to, though. They should. They should. And that's the thing is that what in Walter Hamada was pretty much spearheading the project, but he wasn't, you know, like a Feige. He wasn't involved. He wasn't someone who was like comes from a DC background. I think they wanted Jeff Johns to do that, but there's been yeah. enough drama with him. Yeah, I don't think Jim Lee. Jim Lee, you should do it. Jim Lee would have been, and the thing is, like, especially because there's you know a lot of drama with DC Comics being kind of broken down as is. Mm-hmm. It's just this whole thing where it's just like it just never. The thing is, Warner Brothers is not coming together because they don't have someone spearheading the project. Matt yeah. Reeves is spearheading his Batman universe. That is his baby. Yeah, and that's why I feel a bit more like I have more belief in that than I do in like the rest of the DCU. Because I feel like that's going to be very scattered moving forward. Mm-hmm. Wow, I interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm just just thinking about the future. I'm just thinking. I don't know. I just I just don't. People, are, the whole restore the Snyderverse thing. There's a difference between they're like, oh my god, we got the Snyder cut, so we can get restore, we can get Snyderverse back. No, no, that's no. What you can get 
I think the best possible situation is a comic book continuation or an animated series. Either or. I prefer an animated series. Um, but the thing is, Snyder Cut existed. The footage existed. It was shot. It exists. Yeah. You want the Bat Flick movie. Doesn't exist. Justice League 2 doesn't exist. Justice League no. 3 doesn't exist. The, de- uh, the spinoffs that we wanted don't, don't exist. They don't exist. They, some of those were never even talked about. You're just you're just pulling up nothing. So, peace and love. No, sorry. I mean, if it happens, it happens. Great. DC yeah. goes. Zaslav goes out of his way to can the things that are becoming, you know, popular with critics and fans and being profitable, um, and pertains to a small echo chamber on Twitter. Yeah, you know, he, a he, very vocal, <laughs> very very vocal echo chamber. Yeah, um, you're not as you know. I think on my screening of the Batman, I saw a guy in the in the Zack Snyder Justice League. He was like, "Oh, I wonder what he thought of this movie." Mm. Also, this whole new thing they're trying to push to push the narrative, move the goalpost is Batman didn't make a billion dollars, so it's not successful. Mm. Meanwhile, it's outgrossed most of Snyder's movies, DC movies. It's outgrossed, you know, uh, BVS, uh, Man of Steel. Oh, I don't know if it outgrossed BVS. I know it outgrossed Man of Steel though. Uh, it hasn't outgrossed. Batman v Superman was 880 million. It's currently standing at like 780, I think. Oh well, that's still. I mean, for a movie starring two of the biggest super superheroes superheroes of all time, you think I, they'd cross a billion? I am. I'll be honest. I am still baffled that Aquaman made a billion. <laughs> that, movie, that movie is so much fun, and it's yeah. just it's Jake. That's one thing about that I love about that movie, The Suicide Squad. And it's what I don't like about you know the Nolan movies. It's that it it's not a shame to be a comic book movie. Yeah, the Nolan films. Sorry, I know they're popular, and I'm just you know I'm sticking out like a sore thumb here. <laughs> they feel like they're ashamed to be part of you know and based on a comic book. Yeah, they want to hide that. They want to go as realistic as possible, and it just I just does not work for me. And here, you know, Aquaman is just like. Yeah, let's get weird. Let's get wild. Suicide Squad, weird, wild. Doom Patrol, weird, wild. Like the best things. And like, you know, it can't be, you know, it's not just, you know, coincidence that the best things are just, you know, weird and wild, you know, you know, they're not afraid. It's the best way to be distinct from Marvel as well, because Marvel Mm -hmm. has always had like that balance between embracing the comic books while also having some like, I feel like the the MCU is always closer to the Ultimates run, Mm -hmm. trying to be like comic booky, but still a little bit realistic. And if, if DC, like they can go with Aquaman with the flash and go full on comic book, but also have like the Batman, which is like the Batman is, is technically a bit more realistic, but it just doesn't shy away from the visual weirdness that surrounds Batman with how Gotham's yeah. built and everything. And I think China just, they loved Aquaman. They love stuff like that. Oh, they adore that film. It was yeah. That movie. I, I love Aquaman. People don't, I like it. I have to confess. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen Aquaman? I have not seen it. My girlfriend hates me that I haven't seen it. Joe, you haven't, Joe, you haven't seen Aquaman. Joe, you need no, to go watch Aquaman. I know. Joe, you need to go watch it. Joe, have you seen Birds of Prey? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Birds of Prey. Have you seen I watched that day one. Uh, Shazam, I've seen those day one. I just missed Aquaman. I love Birds. I love all those movies. I love DC. You know this. I go Prey is a lot of fun. I go on and on in the Slack about how much I love these things. Just Sometimes I overshare some things about it. I just go like, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I go off tangents. And they're like, okay. 
I mean, that, that, that's why we have the podcast to share mm-hmm. what we think about the stuff. And like the thing yeah. is, I'm a, I'm a huge DC fan. I've talked about in the past, like yeah. for me, my DC history is like Batman is the hero I followed most of my childhood. Like that defined yeah. my childhood. And I've, I've read a lot of the comics throughout, but like mm-hmm. I did, like ironically, I'm, I've seen a lot of the, the DC films. It's just that for some reason, the one I missed was Aquaman. And because I didn't yeah. see it opening night, I never got around to watching it. And I don't know why. And all I know from the film is the I am I am Ocean Master and the terrible kid actor. <laughs> I <laughs> two things I know about the movie. Most. I love peace and love. I mean, people don't like it. People think it's goofy. I love Ocean Master. He's one of my favorite DCU villains. Patrick Wilson is awesome. I love that. I love, I love that the movie so much. I'm and glad he did this just... instead of Ant Man. Yeah. Oh, who was was he going to play Ant Man? Well, he was going to play, uh, I think, an assassin of some kind in Ant-Man. That was his original role oh, when, when it was still Edgar like... Wright's version. Oh, I didn't know that. That's wild. Um, it was Crossfire, yeah, I, I think. Crossfire was the character. Oh, isn't that? No, that's Trickshot. No, no, yeah, it's Trickshot. William Cross, Crossfire. He was the one who just, he was like an enforcer who had like a similar design. He was pretty much a ripoff of Deadshot. Oh, he even had like that's... an extra eye. That's lame as shit, dude. Yeah, it was like that was his role. But uh, yeah, Ocean Master's sick. That costume is incredible. Another thing, they did not change Ocean Master's costume. He looks great. Yeah, love that. Like you should. I've seen should the design. I've seen the yeah. design. He looks amazing. I know it's cheesy and it's having fun with it. I, I just the only thing is like the only negative thing I saw, and it's not even negative. It just fits how cheesy what I've seen of it is. Is this that yeah. one kid is like they killed her? Yeah, because of me, it was like. Well, that's awkward, but I bet it like fits into the movie. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of the thing. But I don't know. I, I'm going to watch it. You know, I'm just going to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> I think Aquaman is a movie I've seen the most in theaters. Really? Guardians I saw of Aquaman Galaxy like for me. four times, I think, in theaters. The film I watched the most in theaters was Guardians of the Galaxy. I love that and movie. I, too. I watched it seven times <sighs> and I only paid for it once. <laughs> what? Oh, did you, did you used to work in a movie theater? No. Oh. I, I so this crazy story i i went to watch it when it had like the early previews i was at the time in the states visiting my family mm-hmm. oh, okay and i watched it there then my father arrived the next day saying let's watch guardians together so i had okay. to pretend i haven't watched it yet so i watched it with him then i visited my aunt and she was like we want to watch the movie too so they invited me to watch the movie okay. then my my <laughs> My other aunt from my mother's side did the same thing. <laughs> then I got back to Vienna and a friend of mine wanted to watch it. And he just like, I want to invite you to watch this. We have to watch this movie. Then my parents wanted to watch it. Oh my God. <laughs> I watched it with another friend. And only the one time, the first time I saw it was the one time I watched it. Uh, I paid for it. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know how I managed that. <laughs> Wait, you saw it twice with your dad? No, I saw it once with my dad. Oh, okay. I just saw it twice with uh, I saw it with a friend twice. Okay, all right. But yeah, that was like the most I've ever watched one film in a theater. Damn. <laughs> and I did see. Uh, I think the Dark Knight was my next one. I saw that like four or five times. I don't. I think I saw the. I only saw the Dark Knight Rises in the theater because I was like five or six when those movies still were coming out and my dad was like no you're not seeing the dark knight in theaters i was like okay remember oh my, my dad my dad and our neighbor uh 
made the older neighbor kid watch yeah. me and the other younger neighbor kid so they could go see Dark Knight. <laughs> really? And then in the middle of a, a huge thunderstorm hit. So, oh, <laughs> it's crazy. I was like, okay, damn. I, I remember watching like the Dark Knight for me was like the film that pushed me to really be interested in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I still adore it. I think I think it's a great film, but like the Dark Knight Rises has similar issues that I had with like Justice League. Yeah. And it's because it's just like there's a lot of cool moments, but the story just does not work together. Yeah. At the same time, you have Maria Maria Cotillard as the worst twist villain ever and mm-hmm. the worst death scene I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um wait, Dark Knight Rises, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. Maggie. It was Maggie Gyllenhaal, wasn't it? No, no, no. no. Maggie Gyllenhaal oh. was Rachel. It was Maria Cotillard, the French actress. Oh, okay. I thought it was... Uh, okay. Yeah, I remember that death scene. I remember this on Twitter, and I was like, wow, how did this get out of the... How did they not reshoot this? That was bad. That was really bad. <laughs> I, I feel like to this day is that he just wanted to get it over with. That's how the film felt to me. Yeah. Uh, Marion Cotillard, not Ma- Maria. Another thing, he's just, he's just again... And I, I, one time I saw, uh, they, they, they print, um, Christopher Nolan's review of the long Halloween on trade paperback copies. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, damn, this man, I don't know. He, this man does not care about comic books at all. He did. I don't know. The thing is about Nolan is I feel like Batman begins was the most comic booky of them. Yeah. And then it's progressively got way too realistic for me. Yeah. And I think I, I feel like the Dark Knight had like the best balance of both. Mm-hmm. It still had that comic book moments, but it still felt because I still like the Joker, I think, is the saving grace of that film because it carries yeah. a lot of it. Um, but like the Dark Knight Rises is just, you know, you know, you have casting of Tom Hardy as a character that's originally Hispanic. So you're already like, Oof. but he's still like the voice was like a little goofy, but I'll say he was, he was memorable. Maria mm-hmm. Cotillard had like the worst character written role for her, and it had like it has this similar issue to me that uh, that like the the transition from Batman v Superman to Justice League has is that for some reason in the middle of a film it's like let's break Batman's back and we spend mm-hmm. like this half to three quarters of an hour of him being fine again, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you have the whole. Dick Grayson has a different name, and his middle name is just. Oh Robin. my God, that's that's one thing. These movies, need, these movies need to stop being afraid of Robin. Robin is integral to who Batman is. Yeah, and these people are just like, mm, no, Robin. <laughs> you should keep your middle name, Robin. Oh, shut. Oh, shut up. I was like, that's <laughs> shut up. That was bad. I'll, I'll be honest. That that scene was was pretty bad. I was like, I was like, I was like watching the movie. I was like, okay, shut up. I don't need to see anymore. I'm done. <laughs> it's, it's so weird get out let's leave i want to leave <laughs> i did not like that. oh god it's you Peace know the, i don't like the, those movies i i love how it, we're, today you know we're, we're recording about the Zack snyder thing but we're really like talking about everything in general yeah um but there's this like that's the thing about the you know the snyder verse is just it connects to so many elements of what it came together and how it developed and in generally what kind of thing it was, because I feel like, especially if you look back at Man of Steel, the fact it was called Man of Steel was like a spinoff because the Dark Knight was called the Dark Knight was popular. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, let's not call it Superman. Let's call it Man of Steel. And yeah. then it's like, oh, you know, let's have Batman introduced. So it's Batman v Superman. 
and it's it's so weird because nowadays every franchise has to have like that connective tissue in its naming Mm -hmm. but like Zack Snyder's films all do not have any similarity when it comes to the name it just absolutely not (laughs) I would not have been surprised if he made his Justice League sequels they would have a completely different name Because it's just, there's no, there was not like a Superman, Batman v Superman, and Justice League. It was just Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Justice League. <laughs> it, I, it, I don't know. It was such an interesting thing at the time where it's just like, oh, he's, he's really like, it's different franchises. But now it's like, looking back, it's technically a trilogy. Just mm-hmm. like disconnected franchises. I do want that box set. They got a really cool box set of all three of them. Yeah, I, I did see that. But yeah, I think it's I think it's good for it's at. I, I I prefer where we're going now. It's kind of sad because this is this that's this is the tone uh Henry Cavill really wanted, I think, to be you know, play that kind of Superman. And yeah. now he's not even coming back, I guess. It's a shame. I think Henry Cavill was a great Superman who just didn't get enough time in the role. Mm-hmm. I think he played it great. I just wish, you know, we had a bit more of that, the thing that he wanted to see himself and he got more of that like darker aspects. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's a chance of him to return. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a big, a, a fun future ahead. I think a new type of justice league will come. It just won't be the justice league we're used to, I'll say, or what most of us were expecting. Yeah. I want something weird and wild. I like when the justice league is like wild. I put in Peacemaker to see what he's like with him, everything, just making fun of everyone. <laughs> oh, geez. You just, now they're really going to get after us, too. Why are you going to say that? <laughs> I mean, if we're going to be controversial in this entire recording, why not? Have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we, we openly said is that we did enjoy still what Zack Snyder did, and we're happy he did the mm-hmm. visions, you know, just because yeah. we're, we're not 100% agreeing on every little aspect. It doesn't mean it's still. I don't regret watching any of his films, you know, people even if take, I have problems. People just can't take criticism these days. They can't take Snyder criticism either. Yeah, you know, it's it's both ways. It's There's a lot of criticism for the sake of criticism and, mm-hmm. like, there's so many battles of the things. It's just because, like, a vision or something we don't agree with. Like Eternals, where, you know, we both said we still enjoy it. It's just some aspects could have been better. Or some aspects could have been built on. And yeah. the thing goes, especially, like, Marvel as well. You know, there's a lot of aspects about Marvel that are great, and there's a lot of stuff where you go, ah, they could have done this a little better here. It's it's the same with DC. It's going to be the same with any yeah. DC project. Um, and that's kind of the thing where it's a hard challenge to nowadays find that balance. And, like, Cinema Sins and, and that kind of era of, of film critiquing has kind of, like, sadly pushed into a certain direction mm-hmm. where a lot of it, like, even a film that doesn't have perfect cg is going to be you know is going to be lambasted because the cg isn't perfect because not every single sequence has like high production value cg and the thing is like um i think a lot of the discussion with moon knight for example there are moments where the cg really could have taken a few more hours Mm -hmm. there's also moments where it just is so amazing it looks great and the thing is is that that if they cut corners the focus on things that are like on screen longer why mm-hmm. are we pulling down if a single three-second sequence isn't up to par, isn't produced in a specific way? Yeah. And that's like, I, and that's kind of takes away from filmmaking in general because we're kind of forcing everyone into a corner because it has to be perfect, but we're not patient enough to wait long. Look how long people are waiting for a Thor Love and Thunder trailer. <laughs> you know, 
people are freaking out. There's no trailer. There's no trailer. The film's not happening. It's like, do you mm-hmm. want them to take the time to build it? Or do you want to yeah. complain that the CG is not done yet? Yeah. And, and that's kind of the, it's, it's a hard balance to take nowadays. And like, especially the reason I'm, I'm talking about is that we're talking also about the flash being postponed again by almost a year. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they have the reason. Yes, it sucks. We all want to see the flash. We all want to finally see it. A lot of big films this year got pushed back, but at least, you know, at least they're getting the time they need. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to live with, because the thing is, we can either complain that they get pushed back or we complain that they're not the production value that you want. Yeah. There's, there's, so. no, there's no side that wins at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll see, we'll see where the future goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any, any last thoughts? I think, I think it's time to wrap up a little. Any last thoughts on Snyderverse and stuff like that or in general? Um, no, I think, you know, I think I mean, I'm still gonna, you know, watch everything Snyder does. I, I enjoy yeah. his, some of his work. I, I I like Army of the Dead. I know it's um, not popular take for many people who just didn't like the movie. I thought it was good. Uh, I didn't. I don't know. I, I, I never finished. Well. Yeah, I never finished Army of Thieves. So I'll just. I don't really think I can um, offer a take on that. Um, I don't know. I guess I just wasn't too interested in what I saw. Mm. I just never really. I I, I I will go back and watch it eventually, but. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I'm excited to see Rebel Moon. I kind of think mm-hmm. a space opera is like the perfect thing for him, especially visually speaking. Yeah, the cast is kind of insane. Cast is great. Uh, the artwork looks fun. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. ha- I'm looking forward to see what he does. Yeah. I think we had a good run with the Snyderverse or his take. I think while yeah. we don't agree on everything, it still was, it was interesting. It was something else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if they played it uh, safer, we would have never had it. So I'm yeah. glad we did, even if, you know, some things are just, mm, don't know, not sure. But still, we got it. It's a great look. Uh, it's, it's something that will, it definitely left its imprint on the industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious to see where it goes. But I think, hey, let Snyder do his thing where he has more freedom. And I think he's, he'll be a much happier director. Yeah, I think uh, Netflix is a good place for him. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for Rebel Moon. I think, I think yeah. it could be a really good, good film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree. And so. I guess with that, <laughs> mm-hmm. was a, our, our today's a Hall of Murphy was a bit more of a coffee, coffee chat, right? <laughs> yeah. Just, Hey, it's a good to mix things up, but dear listeners, if we hope you had a good time, we would love to know your take. What do you think about Snyderverse, about Zack Snyder's films? Um, we're looking forward to hear your thoughts. Uh, you can definitely, if you want to stay up, up to date on anything pop culture, DC, be sure to check out murphysmultiverse.com. Um, if you can also check us on Twitter, you can find John on uh, Twitter at uh, wild with two E's patrol. And you can find me on, under that. Al Bell. We are looking forward to hearing your thoughts and until next time. <laughs>